episode is brought to you by D2DU, the number one online sales training platform in the door-to-door and direct sales industry. With over 200 interactive and industry-specific videos, learn from the top 1% in the industry how to maximize sales in record time. In-depth training that covers all the skills you need to succeed in your industry. Go to d2du.thed2dexperts.com to enroll today. If you are in solar, roofing, alarms, or pest control, then D2DU is definitely for you. Go to d2du.thed2dexperts.com to enroll today. All right, everybody, this is Sam Taggart with the D2D podcast, and it's just me today. I'm going to do a little D2D con recap. We have a freaking phenomenal team. That's all I got to say. We threw one of the coolest events during COVID with 500 plus people, 20 something vendors. We had over 20 speakers and it went flawless. Well, other than two weeks before the event, Salt Palace pulled the plug from under us. So then we had to find a new venue. We had freaking the CEO of the Grand America literally came down with a three strike policy. And within the first three hours, we had two strikes of the three with no masks. So they kicked like three people out. And uh, anyway, so I had to meet with him and I'm like, holy crap. He's like, I'm serious. When I mean like one more strike, I will shut this event down. So my team's frantically like, wear your masks. Guys, if they see somebody with no mask, then we literally won't have an event tomorrow. And so anyway, we were kind of tripping there, but everybody cooperated and everybody wore their masks. And we had a freaking amazing event and the content was incredible. The, you know, freaking James Lawrence at the end brought it home. You know, we had David Goggins, no offense, but can't hurt me. He was scared of COVID. So he literally backs out literally three weeks, two weeks before the event. He's like, hey, man, I don't think I should travel with COVID. I'm just nervous. I'll get it. And I don't want to get COVID. And I was like, wait, you literally wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me out of all the people that should be nervous about COVID, it should be John Maxwell. And so I literally go to John Maxwell. I was like, yeah, David Goggins kind of backed out about COVID. I was kind of nervous you would because you're like 80 years old. (laughs) And he's like, COVID's a joke. And I was like, no, that's what we all say. And then I called James Lawrence. I was like, dude, can you do me a favor, Iron Cowboy? Like, we kind of had this endurance guy, David Goggins. You might know him. He's like, oh, I know him really well. I spoke with him a lot. And I was like, well, he backed out because of COVID. So can you like fill in and I just swap him out. And he's like, yeah, he's like, David Goggins is a wimp. I was like, well, out of all the people that could say that, the dude that ran 50 Ironman in 50 days, you probably could say that. So, all right. Anyway, I'm not throwing any mud at David. He's probably got his reason. So I just, you know, when you're sitting there planning an event, it's kind of like, crap, like (laughs) I gotta, I gotta make sure that this thing delivers to the people. And Boy, do I think we did. I think all the feedback, you know, it had a different energy when you we had a much higher caliber person there um, where owners, you know, top level management. We had a lot of big companies and just attracted a whole different crowd, which brings a whole different energy for networking. Um, We had a great award ceremony where we literally had the Hall of Fame this year, which was beautiful. We recognized three individuals, Doug Robinson in the solar space for legacy. We had Mike Hammond for the satellite and telecommunication space. One of the founders at Cal or the founder of Caliber used to be Dish One, 
And then we had Elsie Nussbeck, who is a founder of Aspen Roofing and other in, and, and other roofing industries, but done over a billion dollars of roofing. And just really cool to like honor and show our respect to pioneers of the space that have created massive sales forces, you know, done it the right way. And anyway, I just, I, it was an honor just to be part of that. And then we had the industry awards, which was really cool to see, you know, top manager growth, top recruiter, top team, top, top X, Y, Z. So it, that was kind of a cool addition we did this year um, that I think brought a lot of value. And I'm excited. I'm really excited to see where that kind of goes this next year. Um, and so a couple of things though, I want to make sure we announce is we're doing a rebroadcast February 3rd and 4th. So those that missed door to door con, you can buy a rebroadcast ticket at ddcon.com and make sure to go get that because it was, it was a lot of good content. I think some of the favorite workshops that I kept hearing about was there was a guy, Dan Young, who talked about Bitcoin. He talked about, you know, different stock options to pick from and just kind of a, what do you do with your money when you actually make good money? Talked about real estate, commercial real estate. Um, another one was the tax. I think a lot of people really liked Zach Bassett and Mason on just some of the different tax strategies that are were, are currently available that nobody knows about that saves thousands and thousands of dollars on tax. Um, I had a lot of good feedback about John Marone. He, uh, leadership principles, just kind of got everybody fired up. Parker Langeveld, one of our experts, had one of the top-rated podcasts. Um, he just talked about the psychology of selling and overcoming objections and different closes and just crushed it. I mean, I literally still have people like, hey, Parker, can you like come train my team? And I'm like, he's an expert. Let's make it happen. And uh, anyway, so we a lot, a lot of good feedback on the workshops. So today's podcast is not just about DDDCon. Today it's going to be about the definition of achievement. So a lot of you guys know that I'm writing a book called The Achievement Framework. And in that book, you know, the first chapter is actually the definition of achievement. So I'm like, how do I actually define achievement before diving into like all the principles of achievement. So I've done other podcasts about different sections of this book, but the main thing is like, what is freaking achievement? Like, I want you to ask yourselves as you listen to this, like, what is achievement to you? You know, a big part of this was I was, you know, trying to figure out what I really valued in life and achievement was one of my top, top values. And it really came down to there's a definition um, which is simply a result gained by effort. So I was like, okay, there's two things in achievement, a result and effort. And it says a thing done successfully, typically by effort, courage, or skill. That's the Oxford Dictionary. And you're like, okay, so when someone asks you to calculate a percent of goal, she's simply saying to compare actual performance to a stated goal the math involved in this calculation is simple. Divide the goal by the actual. This gives you a percent value that represents how much of the goal has been achieved. So achievement is simply, did you have a goal and did you do the thing? And then I think it's this combination. So the effort is first ask, what did I learn from this? I believe if you forget to appreciate the lessons learned along the achievement journey, the grind, the focus period between goal inception and goal completion, you failed to achieve. 
the education is often more value than the reward. There's no happiness. Happiness is the way. There's no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. And I think that there's an element of, oh, what lesson did I learn from this? And, you know, I trained for this and I failed or I achieved it. But it's like, okay, what what was the lesson I learned? And then the new mantra that I've kind of adopted is we're in the lesson. Even though we're looking back on the lesson, it's like, but we're still in the lesson of looking back on the lesson that then makes us think about the lesson, which is part of the lesson, if that makes any sense. So it's we're always in the lesson when a lot of times when we get stuck in achievement, we're thinking, cool, I did it. It's in the past, but it's like, okay, but I'm still living. And what is the current lesson that I'm about to embark on or I'm embarked on? And I think a lot of us fail to think about the present and we get stuck in the past or we get stuck in the future and we fail to see the lessons learned through the efforts that we're making today. And a whole nother podcast and chapter I did was on the is line and that was something I'm really passionate about. So the second one is the the result, right? So it's like you got to ask yourself a second question, which is you have a goal and then you either fell short, hit it or surpassed it. Black, white. And I think a lot of times people re-justify their goals, they renegotiate their goals, they, you know, validate why they didn't do their goals and to make themselves feel good. And achievement is simply, did you make a sale today or did you not make a sale today? Did you go out and work today or did you not go out and work today? Like you have these little lead measures that are kind of in your control and then you have lag measures that are you know, a, a result of all the little lead measures that lead up to, you know, a actual result. So um, that comes from a book from Four Disciplines of Execution. It's kind of like the, the measures, like, did I knock enough doors? Did I work the hours? Like, those are all in your control. The lag measure of getting a sale is kind of in your control, but not always. You're, you know, you're, you're not dictating how many homeowners are home that day. You're, not dictating like, you know, one of them didn't have their spouse there and that was the decision maker. So there's some variable that isn't in your control. So we achieve though to reach abundance. Just like achievement is formed through results plus effort, abundance has another element to it. Achievement plus alignment equals abundance. We all want to be abundant in our lives and business. And this simply comes through this formula. Achievement is getting lost in some regards because the value isn't placed on it like it used to be. There's This is where achievement and alignment and this theory of putting those two together is abundance. And I think so many people are after goals. They set kind of these, I want to I sell this many, I want to make this much money, I want to do X, Y, Z. And they fail to leave this whole alignment factor of saying, okay, but what is God and what do I really, my soul really want? Like, what is the what? So when you talk about achievement, it's all has to do with what, where Simon Sinek is like, hey, start with why. And I'm like, well, how do you start with why when you don't even know what? Like, if I don't know what I'm trying to accomplish and I don't know what I'm trying to achieve, why is all kind of irrelevant. And so in my opinion, you know, you can have a what, and then the first question, once you know your what, you then ask why. Because if your what doesn't have a strong why, and it doesn't have any kind of reason of, I'm seeking after abundance, I'm 
I'm chasing, you know, some kind of mission that's going to create impact and going to create a difference, then it's, it's not aligned. Like you're like, if you don't have this alignment, which essentially could be the why, then it's hard to really feel greatness in life. So there's this theory called the generational theory, where I thought this is interesting. So the baby boomers watched parents in war, right? So they, they really just had to fight for survival. And then the Gen X watched their parents just get by. So it's like they, the, the parents were just wanting to achieve. They're just like, we don't want to have to sit here and live through this depression anymore. And our parents literally grew up in huts and really poor. And it was like a struggle all the time. So we just want to achieve and make a good lifestyle for, uh, for our kids. And then the millennials watch their parents achieve at a high level, yet unfulfilled. Because it was all about business. It was all about get a good job and work your way up the ladder and stabilize things for life. And, and they, but the divorce rate went way up, suicide rate went way up. And, you know, people just didn't really have strong families. The family unit fell apart. So there's this like weird thing that the millennial generation started to ask. And it's like, well, what, what brings me happiness? And so there's been this like friction between this millennial generation and the Gen X, because what ends up happening is people are like, why aren't you working hard enough? Like, why aren't you achieving? Why aren't you trying to be rich? Like, why aren't you X, Y, Z? And they're like, well, I want to be a minimalist. I, I, I want to go and travel the world. I want to go be humanitarian more. I want to, you know, there's this like weird push in the younger generations right now to slow down, to meditate more, to, you know, it's like, I'm missing this fulfillment element that you kept masking just simply because you were trying to overcompensate for the insecurity of your parents being just getting by. You wanted to have multiple or massive success. So then the question is, can you put the two together and that's where I think this whole new wave Gen Z and future generations is like saying, I think that there's an element of abundance coming from making a difference, creating an influence, being more motivational and like life improvement, putting, breaking the walls of like, you know, government and religious conflict and like saying, hey, we're all freaking brothers and sisters. And why do we need to have who's right, who's wrong? How do we fight this fight together. And I think that you see a lot more of unity coming um, with this younger generation, which is creating this polarity because the older generations are pushing back and being like, no, this is how we've always done it. And this is what needs to happen. Anyway, I have my whole theory and concept around like the future of the world and how we're going to all be enlightened here soon of just like, guys, we all are brothers and sisters. Let's all get along and stop fighting. That's my that's my invitation to you if you're listening is just have that construct and I promise you're going to find more happiness instead of always being so attached to who's right and who's wrong. And so there's three questions that today's generation is asking around for achievement. And the first question is, does your achievement lead towards impact? When you don't make a change in society, the company, the, our relation, our, our following, our tribe, our network, our family, then achievement just feels empty. And really it's self-serving. So then it, basically we, we all like to see this like growth in our lives. We like to see others grow. We like to see others change. 
And this is actually one of the most powerful motivators for any human is the impact that they're making. Um, and it was really hard. Like I remember I left Solsius, I was the VP of sales. And I remember, you know, I was making really good money. I had a hundred sales reps and I started this podcast. So this podcast actually has a lot to do with this story is, and all of a sudden I started having people reach out and they're like, wow, that was really good. Like, thank you so much for sharing all that. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to throw this event. And I made $0 on the first event. And right before it, I knew that I was going to make no money, but I saw that I was making a difference in a lot of people's lives. And I almost got hooked on that. Like, I was like, how do I, how do I monetize this one day so I can actually like leave and just do this for a living? And I took an early jump. It was a huge risk. And I took no money for a year and a half. And, you know, I was building my dream home. I was making tons of money. And all of a sudden I go to zero income and told Solsius, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this full time. And I was like, wait, am I an idiot? Like I'm forfeiting all this. Like I'm throwing away two years of building and I'm finally like, harvesting all the freaking seeds that I planted. And I didn't, I didn't really get a harvest of my, a ton because I kept reinvesting in Solstice and it was like a restart. But I, I had to ask myself, okay, what impact am I making here at Solstice? Which was okay. Like I was helping lots of salespeople and it's helping the community of solar. And it was a great thing. It was a good, it was a good cause. But when I felt so called by God, to say you have a bigger mission, align with that. I had to, I had to go. I had to, like, I, I could not fight and let my, you know, head and my pocketbook get in the way of the impact that I knew that I was meant and destined to make on earth. And I look back, I mean, this is over three years ago that I'm having these callings essentially, and I'm like, I got to do this. And I don't think you'd ever regret aligning with God and aligning with impact over, you know, maybe just make more money. And so my invitation is, you know, it's not necessarily you have to make a career change. It's not necessarily you have to make a, you know, crazy life decision like I did, but it's how do you act every day and walk out of there saying, what value did I bring to somebody else? And how did I operate within my heart, not my head? Number two is, did achievement create connection? In the digital age, we live in this like world where we want connection, but there's almost like this void of real connection in the social media-driven community. It's like, you have 18,000 followers, but really, how many actually care? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, how many do I actually even want to hang out with? No offense, everybody that's listening to this, but I'll be straight up honest. You call me and say, hey, let's hang. I'm probably like, I have no interest in creating a deep and meaningful connection right now. I have too many people that I know I want to create deep, meaningful connections with, and I don't have time because I'm just too busy and bogged down. And then I have to ask myself, I'm like, wait, I need to make time to create these meaningful relationships. I need to invest in these relationships I care about. And it's like, but yet I'm investing in like growing this fake connection following. And it's like, how is that fulfilling me? 
And so it's like when we focus our accomplishments on creating true, meaningful connections, this really fits a natural human need that keeps us driven for success. You know, success a lot of times isn't about the what, it's not about the why, it's about the who. When people isolate themselves, they tend to lose motivation. You know, when you don't have anything, anybody to fight for, you don't have that Adrian behind the Rocky, then there's not as much fight and punch in the rink. Connection creates more drive inside. And when we serve others and we strive to make things meaningful, then I promise that's when we create fulfillment. And I've failed at this and I've thrived at this in a lot of different ways. And so when you're out selling, I'm going to give you like almost the the weirdest example that I don't know how to explain to many people is when I was out doing alarms, I would drive an hour and a half to a neighborhood and my technicians would be like, really, you're going to drive an hour and a half to Timbuktu and you're expecting me to install out there? I'm like, yep. So I knew I'm like, hey, I want you to leave one hour behind me. And he's like, why? It's like, because I can guarantee you in that first hour, I will make it worth your time to get out there early. So I knew that I had to sell fast because I knew that if he drove an hour and a half and paid for his own gas and he gets paid per install and he drives all the way out there and I don't get a sale, then he's going to be pissed. And so I said, I'm, I'm the one feeding this guy. Like I'm providing his family money and I'm literally either making his day by getting him three or four or five installs, which he can do, or I'm breaking his day saying, hey, you know, I pussyfooted around all day and just kind of like threw rocks at a dumpster. And uh, sorry for making you drive out here. I hope uh, tomorrow is different. And then that repeats. And he literally is like, dude, I need to, I, I need to buy groceries. <laughs> so I, uh, I used my motivation every day to say, he is the guy that I care about. I have a connection with this technician and I'm going to like make sure that I, I take care of him. And there's a McClellan's needs theory that talks about three natural needs, needs for affiliation, needs for achievement, and need for power. Another word for affiliation would be connection. Some are more programmed to want to achieve over connect. They often lose their connections with the obsession over achievement. Personally, I, I, I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I didn't say like, I probably have sacrificed some of my family relations, some of my friends, you know, really chasing kind of this achievement. And over the last probably year, I've had this new, kind of this new perspective of that. Um, I went through a divorce and I've had to realign with some family people and, you know, without getting too personal, it's like, it's a wake up call sometimes when you're just like, man, like what, what matters? And, you know, it's been interesting kind of getting back into the dating game and back into the like swing of things. And you're just like, geez, I you have to be intentional about like making time where I don't just get sucked into work, you know, which is a very easy, easy place to escape to when you feel like you're winning there. Um, and I always felt like I, I had a struggle for connection. You know, I was the kid that would lock himself in a room and just play his guitar for 12 hours. I was the kid that like, you know, most people know Sam Taggart is like the biggest extrovert out there. But I'll be honest, I'm actually much more of an introvert than a lot of people think. And 
I have a big shell. I, I don't open up much. And a lot of people are like, what's going on in that head of yours, Sam? And I'm like, no, it's not no big deal. And I put on a mask. You know, I think a lot of people, they, they cover them, their internal selves and create a, a block for connection. And they mask with the external achievements on the outside, which really is counterintuitive. And it's hard to create achievement when you're just sitting here kind of like, all right, let's, uh, let, let's just talk about what, what, what's, what's happening and what's getting done instead of like what's feeling and what's like what we're passionate about and like, like other meaningful things in life. And, and a lot of times I just was very superficial and super like on the front end. And over the last little bit, I'm like, I'm going to be much more authentic. I'm going to let people see like the true me. And it's been liberating. So my invitation is if you're listening to this, practice authenticity, practice some vulnerability. Like I've, I don't know, you probably heard on my podcast, my speeches, I've gotten probably much more raw. And I know thousands of people listen to this and I'm like, F it. Like, I don't care. If you judge me, you judge me. That's your own problem and insecurity. Like I'm living my best life right now. Um, So number three is, did achievement create freedom? Most people, when they start a company, they do it because they want freedom of owning their own business, only to find out that business can end up owning you. They then come slaves to their work. They come slaves to their lifestyle. They come slaves to just scraping by. They don't ever create freedom. Like, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm in this boat right now. I'm like, I got 40 employees to feed. I got, you know, like if I don't freaking succeed this month, I got debt. Like, it's just... It's crazy. And I, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I, I, I coach and consult. Like we have 40 active consulting clients, let alone hundreds of university companies that we built out their training platform. Like I've worked with so many freaking entrepreneurs now. I coach literally 70 CEOs right now in a coaching group. And, you know, I look at it and I'm like, is it is the CEO life really the life that everybody wants? Or is it just the perception of I own a business on my business card that I can brag to my friends and family about when it's like, really, do you have freedom? And is that what you're looking for? Because I watched the sales dudes, like my sales dudes for the last four months have made three times the checks that I have made. Yet they can clock out at five and be like, peace. Like I, I, I look at, you know, me as a sales rep, like when I was just slinging, I'm like, I didn't have to babysit and manage, like, and manage all these people. I could literally just be like, oh, I'm going to sell this week. I'm not going to sell this week. And I'm like, that was so much more freeing than me being like, okay, if I just disappear, like half these things fall apart. And so I, I, I look at the liability. Sometimes people like dump on themselves, the debt, the, the stress. And I'm like, hmm, before starting a company, Create a plan and ask yourself, am I, cre- am I capable of creating an organization or system that is going to make me more free? Or am I going to be trapped in this endless grind that creates more stress that isn't worth the potential for, in- for more income? Don't start a business if it's solely for the income increase. I know plenty of salespeople, they will always make way more money than the business owners, but because of the you know, all the other things like title and cool creativity, X, Y, Z, or, you know, you don't like to be managed and have a boss, whatever it is, they they end up like, actually, it's counterintuitive. It like breaks itself. Um, and then the other thing is your, is your heart free? Is your time free? 
Um, can you like step away and take a vacation without thinking about work? And, you know, I, 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 it's crazy. I just went to Mexico over Christmas break and it was like, Sam, can you like not email and like respond to all the fires that are going on? And, you know, I asked myself, I'm like, man, if I really wanted to, could I detach and not think about work for a week? Um, and I think a lot of people, obviously this is easier said than done, but it's like over the last probably four months, I've hired some phenomenal people. I literally just showed up to door to on and I was like, all right, when do I speak? And I spoke for an hour and then the event ran smooth. I didn't set up, I didn't take down, I didn't coordinate, I didn't design, I didn't like market, I didn't sell tickets. Like I, 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 I literally, it was like, my team just did it. I'm like, okay. There is a light at this tunnel. There is a moment where I feel like I can just put things in place. And so sometimes you got to be willing to go through that season of my head is down in the freaking weeds in the mud. Maybe there's a light where I can strive to create a plan to where I don't have to be in the thick of every little thing. And that's my journey right now on the entrepreneurial train. And if you're on the sales train, if you're on the whatever train you're on, the question is, can you create a sustainable you know, reoccurring revenue business with leaders in place that you trust and they respect you and you respect them to where you can live a lot more stress-free mentally and financially free. My buddy started a, a company called Mo Money, Mo Freedom. And this is um, it's really only the case when you can know how to invest your money smart. You know how to reallocate those funds to, to create the freedom, where I think a lot of people, they get more money and they get more expenses because they have a change in lifestyle and their net, like their net worth doesn't even change because they're spending and they're just literally changing how they live because they changed how much they made, which puts them in the exact same spot. So just because you, you know, make more money doesn't make more freedom. It's, it's really creating discipline with your spending and investing that's going to create you more freedom no, how, no matter how much you're making. I know a lot more people that are financially free that have been making 70 grand a year than I know people making, like I know a lot of sales dudes that make two, 300 plus and they're still broke. And I'm like, congratulations, you've got a boat and you always get a new truck every year. And uh, yeah, you're still up a creek without a battle. Like you still are calling for loans. It's like, you're an idiot. And then the last principle is a principle I talked about at the uh, door-to-door con. It's called the boomerang effect. And this is a huge piece of achievement. This is like my own little formula that I created for achievement. And it goes, those that invest money, make money. Those that make time, have time. And those that act now, endure the torque, get now. And the torque is simply that rotation of the boomerang that is actually what forces it to come back. And the, you know, the investment of money is, are you willing to send, like, are you willing to throw the boomerang and invest and like really huck it um, and make time? It's like, are you willing to actually make time to get the priority things done in life where a lot of people, you know, I always remember my dad, he's like, did you read your scriptures this morning? I'm like, no, I had to sleep and I have so much going on. He's like, well, get up 15 minutes early, idiot. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, he's like, make the time. Like, do do the important things to make time to get the important things done. Um, 
you know, and I, I look at money and time, it's really, that's what everybody's after. And I think most people are scared to spend their time and most people are scared to spend their money on the right things. And I think it's just a lot of it has to do with just, they were never trained. They were never taught to actually invest in the right things and and have discipline and schedule and have discipline on saving and, and knowing where to put their money. You know how many times I get hit up on real estate, on my DMs, people are like, Sam, I think I want to get into real estate. Where do I start? I'm like, I don't know. You call a realtor and you, you'd say, take my money and buy me a good real estate property. <laughs> like, and they're like, well, how, how, how do I do that? I'm like, uh, call the bank and say, hey, do I qualify for a loan? And I mean, how do you buy a car? It's it's very similar. And, you know, I people ask me about, they're like, oh, man, I think I want to get into Bitcoin. I'm like, okay, you just open up a Coinbase account and put money in it. And then you start buying the Bitcoins. <laughs> You know, and so many people, like, oh, I think, and, and they talk about it all the time. I'm like, okay, like I said, a guy yesterday is like, hey, do you want to get into this pre-IPO stock thing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sure. I was like, is there a minimum? He's like, no. And I was like, okay, how much do I want to like throw into this hoping that it works? And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. And I lost that money, but at least I'm sending it. At least I'm doing something, um, which is the last principle, which is action. Achievement only comes from those that take action. I hate people that always talk about stuff and then there's no bark behind their bite. Like I think that we all know those people and you might be one and you don't even realize it. There's a lot of deception in you where they're like all talking all the smack, you know, they're like, dude, I'm going to freaking buy this Ferrari and I'm going to like take over the world and I'm going to do this and that. And it almost becomes habitual like nonsense because you know, you've been around them long enough. You're like, cool, bro. Like, cool, man. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep telling yourself that because two years, three years, 10 years goes by and they're still just living their boring self-life. Like they're still like not even close to what they always talk about. Like, you know, just belief in it is not the, the answer. It's belief plus action. That's faith. Faith is a, faith is an action word. And that's part of the boomerang effect is it's like, you gotta send it. You gotta huck the freaking boomerang full send for it to even come back. If you kind of just like toss the boomerang and you're like, whoo, I hope it comes back because you're going to like fall down in front of you. So it's like being willing to full send, being willing to take action. That's my theme this year. We've made shirts. We've, you know, our, our big theme this year is full send. So if you want to hashtag full send, maybe we created a little movement around it. But, you know, when you want to get somewhere in life, you got to, you got to huck it. You got to take action. You got to, you got to, you got to go throw it big. Um, and, you know, it's interesting I've looked at my past and I've experienced a lot. One of my core values in life, my number one achievement isn't my number one core value. Experience is my number one core value. And, you know, I, I think that experience goes with achievement so much. It's that achievement and alignment equals abundance. Well, I love to have abundant experiences because experiences is, is what life's about. Like, and if you don't have money and time, it's really hard to create cool experiences. And, I look at some of the things that I've been able to do and experiences. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely blessed, but it was because I was willing to take action and, and be disciplined in the moments of work and the moments of time where I needed to be and investing to where I could actually create and have cool experiences. Um, and then remember that action isn't always something you see immediate results from. You've got to be able to be willing to, just like a chisel, 
you know, chiseling marble is you might have a hundred hits before the marble cracks. It's not the hundredth hit that makes the marble crack. It's the 99 combination, then the hundredth that just triggered that final, like actual action. So it's like being willing to be consistent at hitting the same thing a hundred times is part of this achievement. And I think people underestimate the hundred hits. You know, I'm training for an Ironman right now. And it's like, yeah, people are going to see the picture and the coolness of accomplishing this Ironman. Hopefully I survive. But they don't see that today I got to go swim like a mile. And yesterday I biked for an hour and something. And the day before that, I ran like six, seven miles. You know what I mean? It's like they don't see those hits. All they see is the Ironman. So achievement, I don't think is just the result. It's the result plus the effort, which is all the hits. So remember that. And too often people get so fixated on the Instagram photo, the trophy. Oh, you know, I, I really want that. But they're not willing to put in the effort. So if you're trying to go achieve big in life, guys, achievement isn't about the ego. It's not about the, the picture you're going to post one day. It's about the effort and the lesson you're going to learn. And then it's about achieving, but it, making achievement about expansion of one's life so you can help more people and impact more lives because of the greatness that you're tapping into that you didn't know you could tap into. So this achievement is just maximizing and optimizing the talents and gifts you've been blessed with so you can bless the lives of others. Remember that. The better your business does, the more employees you can have, the more people you can impact with your product. The more time you have, the more you can be present and think and serve and think about connections and realigning with that. So my two cents is go realign with what you're doing. Go make sure that you're present on the journey that you're in. Make sure you're paying attention to the lessons you're learning and the lessons you're in. And uh, go make life happen. Appreciate you guys being on the podcast. If you got something out of this, guys, um, I hope that you would share this. Leave us a review, comment. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.